the Lord. Brother Paul Quinnan is a Trappist monk at the Abbey of Gethsemane in Kentucky. He joined the monastery in 1958 at age 18, and 64 years later, he's still an active monk in the monastery, 82 years old. An amazing man. He's an artist, a photographer, a writer, a poet. And most recently, he wrote a book uh, called In Praise of the Useless Life. And he wrote the book as a way to sort of counter this impression we have of monasticism that, well, what a waste of a life to sit and do manual labor and pray all day for the rest of your life. And so it's a very fascinating book. If you have any interest in what it's like to be a monk and reflection of 60 years of doing that, I recommend the book. He begins the book with this sentence. I am on permanent vacation. That sounds like a pretty good idea, doesn't it? He goes on in the next couple of sentences to explain that vacation comes from the the root of the word is the same as the word vacate, which means to leave one thing and to go off and do something else. So in 1958, he left the secular world and he went off to the monastery. He vacated his life to do something different. And I reflected on that this last week because Two weeks ago, many of you are aware that I retired after 41 years of teaching. I am on permanent vacation. Sort of. Because I do start a new job in the bishop's office in a month, so it's not like I'm going to sit around and do nothing. But the fact is, I am on permanent vacation because I have vacated a life that I've been doing for the last 41 years and am moving on to do something else. That's what Brother Paul is getting at in the book. And I think that if we think about vacating in our lives, that's a a kind of a theme of both the first reading and the gospel this weekend. The first reading is this beautiful story about Abraham and Sarah. They've been busy at work. It's the heat of the day. They're hanging out in the tent trying to stay out of the heat. And all of a sudden, three strangers appear at their tent. Now, it's interesting that three strangers appear. The first sentence of the reading says, The Lord appeared to them. And then it says three strangers were at their door. No coincidence, theologians say, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit visited them that day. But what did they do? They vacated what they were doing, and they went off to help these three strangers. They make them a meal, they give them water, they put them up for the night, they're running around in service trying to help them. Letting go of what they were currently doing to do something very different vacating their lives. The same theme happens in the gospel this weekend. The famous story of Mary and Martha. Mary, Martha, and their brother Lazarus have Jesus over to their house. We'll be celebrating the feast of those three saints on July 29th. So they have Jesus over to visit, and I'm sure that Mary and Martha were very busy getting the house ready. They were probably getting food and cooking and cleaning and organizing and serving. But as soon as Jesus hits the door and he sits down, Martha continues to serve. She continues to run around and do her thing. But Mary takes a vacation. She vacates her life as a servant, and she finds herself at the feet of Jesus, listening to what he has to say to her. 
very different approaches to his presence. We might say that Martha gets a bit of a bad rap because she kind of gets criticized for being the one who's running around doing all of, the, all of the work. So she comes up to Jesus and she says, my sister Mary is sitting at your feet and she's doing absolutely nothing. Would you tell her to get with it? I'm the one doing all the work around here. We can all relate to that. But Jesus' response to her is the thing that I think we need to tune into. Jesus looks at her and says, Martha, you've got a lot of anxieties. You've got a lot of worries going on in your life. But your sister Mary has chosen the better part. In other words, given the choice of running around and doing what you're doing or sitting at my feet, she actually is the one who made the right choice. So there's some implications for that, I think. One of them is that there is a place for active service. I mean, notice that Jesus never criticizes Martha for running around and doing her service. He doesn't criticize her and he doesn't criticize Mary either. Because there is a place for both of those things. I was thinking about that in terms of the, the Greek word of, for service in this gospel is the same Greek word that the word deacon comes from. You know, we are ordained into a life of service, but it doesn't mean 24-7 service. It means service that is balanced with prayer, with contemplation, with sitting at the feet of Jesus. It makes me think about the book of Ecclesiastes that says that there is an appointed time for everything. Or, going back into a little bit more of history, back in the second century was born the theologian Origen of Alexandria. He wrote a lot of amazing works, and one of the things that Origen wrote about in speaking about this particular gospel reading is he said there is a place for action and there is a place for contemplation. In other words, there's a place for serving and there's also a place for putting ourselves at the feet of Jesus and praying. And he said our actions should drive our prayer life and our prayers should drive our action. He said you can't have one without the other. And so Jesus simply clarifies that spending time with him is the better part. It's the most important thing, that our relationship with him will eventually drive our actions. And he calls us this weekend to take a vacation from what we ordinarily do, the busyness and craziness of our lives, to remember to focus on him and our relationship with him first. And so here we find ourselves in the middle of July, the heat of the summer, and it's the vacation season. So what an appropriate time to read this particular gospel. And I was reflecting on different ways that you and I can put ourselves at the feet of Jesus in the midst of this middle of July and vacation season. So let me give you a few examples. One is that during the middle of summer, we tend to have more leisure time than we do during the rest of the year. And so during that leisure time, what do we do? Sometimes we plop down in the chair and we turn on a baseball game or a golf match or Netflix or something because we've got a little bit of time to do that. Or maybe we're just cracking a book and reading it. What I might suggest is when we take the time to do that, maybe to spend the first few minutes reading scripture. So I'm not saying don't watch the ball game at all, but what I am saying is maybe when we sit down, the first five or ten minutes, we crack the Bible and just do a little bit of reading in our leisure time. Now, you might say the Bible is really heavy reading. There's a lot of stuff in there. Where do I start? Here's what I would recommend. Go for the low-hanging fruit from the Old Testament. If you read, for example, the book of Tobit 
or the book of Jonah or the book of Ruth. All of those books read like novels. They really do. They're, they're easy reads. They read like stories, just like any other novel that we would read. They have very deep meaning and underlying themes that we need to pay attention to, but they're very easy reads in terms of being stories. Maybe we weave those stories into some of our reading during some of that leisure time. It's also a time during the summer to enjoy the outdoors, whether we go for a walk or we're going for a run or hiking or we're sitting on the porch or the deck. That's a great time to be able to just appreciate God's creation, what he has given us. It was really blatant to me. I was thinking about that on Friday morning. I was out for a run early morning and I ran down near the river and as I was running um, down the street, a deer came running up right in front of me and just stuck. She just planted herself in front of me. And I stopped, and we looked at each other, and we had a standoff. You know, <laughs> Who's going to be the first to move here? I looked at her, and she looked at me, and we stood there for probably all of three or four minutes. And then she finally pranced off into the woods. And when she did, I thanked God for that creation. What a beautiful moment to encounter that deer. Just like it's a beautiful moment to encounter a flower, or plants in our garden, or anything else that it is. Remember that God created everything. So during the summer, when we're out there enjoying nature, what a great time to recognize the source, the author of all of that nature, and to thank him for his creation. Summer also brings with it a little bit of driving time. Maybe we're driving to visit relatives, or we're driving to uh, go to a, on, on a vacation away from home or whatever. I would invite you to take a little bit of time in the car to connect with God. There are different ways of doing that. My wife and I sometimes pray the rosary while we're driving. She keeps track of the beads, and I do you know, some of the prayers along with her because I can't count while I'm driving. So that's one way to do it. But also, we've got things like Catholic radio. We have podcasts that we can listen to, Bishop Barron, Catholic talk show, things like that that we could listen to. Again, not necessarily the entire drive, but what would our lives look like if we just took maybe 10 or 15, 20 minutes of that drive to listen to something that feeds our spiritual growth. And certainly the same thing with longer-term vacations. Whether you're going for a weekend at the cottage or you're gone for a week or a couple of weeks, connecting with a Catholic source somewhere else outside of where we would normally be. To vacate St. Thomas More for that weekend or that week and visit another Catholic church and go to Mass there. Or maybe there's a shrine nearby that you can visit and spend a little bit of time at. The Catholic Church is all over our country, all over our world. When we're on a vacation, it's a good opportunity to be able to connect with other holy places beyond where we would normally be. So we kind of get the theme here. The idea is that this summer is a vacationing time, and it's a way for us to intentionally vacate what we normally do and spend some time with God, making prayer our priority. Because after all, that is what Jesus made very clear in the gospel today. That it's okay to be active and busy and have lots of serving and things to do in the world, but spending time with him is the better part.